All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I hate to break the fishing news up, Gramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome into the Real Life Podcast Monday edition. I believe this is episode 198. I'm not 100%. 201, actually. Really? We're at 201 already? You betcha. I have been writing these down very wrong for a few weeks on episode 201 <laughs> of the Real Life Podcast. We didn't even celebrate the fact that episode 200 was the day before <laughs> or two days before hockey returns. But uh, I did uh, I did laugh because I wasn't on the podcast on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I was doing some stuff with our friends at Odd Shark, but it did make me laugh when you sent over the just the article to go up on the site and it was episode 190 whatever yeah. i was like no no we're, we're a few off that's okay <laughs> math is not your strong suit as we as we learned no i always need a calculator on me uh that other voice you hear is bagged milk and he's the only one joining me on this holiday monday to talk a little hockey um everyone else either bailed out or didn't look at the group chat so uh yeah we're recording a little bit earlier than we usually do because we want to get this out nice and early for everyone listening at home but there is Man, after three months of having jack shit to talk about, it feels good to look at like six topics on my piece of paper and go, damn, there's some interesting stuff we can tackle today. And, you know, yes, you're a thousand percent right. But it was also like on Saturday, obviously, we're going to recap game one was hard to watch. But like it was kind of funny because the buildup was so crazy. 
so much hype for game one. Everybody was excited. It was a beautiful day in Edmonton. Beers were flowing. And then the Oilers just didn't show up. It was like, it was, it was nice to watch hockey again. It was also in a strange way, nice to get angry about the Oilers again. And it was that same familiar feeling I've had so many times. I actually had a tweet that blew up a little bit saying, well, it's nice to have that feeling of murderous rage back in my heart when it comes to the Oilers. So like, I don't know, man. It was uh, a lot of hype. I guess the boys weren't on the same page. Yeah, clearly not. Like, McDavid scores that goal early, and even though they gave up those two odd man rushes off the bat, it was kind of like, all right, like, here we go. They're feeling it. And then, yeah, nothing else went right after that. I mean, they made it 4-2, and at that point, you're like, okay, comeback season. I sent out that tweet telling everyone to shotgun a beer. Um, And then again, just quickly falls apart right after that. In a weird way, though, like you talked about how you missed the feeling of having murderous rage watching the Oilers. In a weird way, I sat there after, and once I had calmed down and was not angry anymore, I was like, this is kind of what we've been craving throughout the decade of darkness, right? Like, you wanted to be on pins and needles waiting, like, 48 hours for the next game. Oilers have their backs against the wall tonight against Chicago as well. Like, this is what the playoffs is all about. It's about having this sort of, like, nervous energy and this anxiety heading into a game. Like, we're going to watch the Oilers tonight play a massive hockey game, and that's exciting. It's very exciting, and I'm still I'm still super hopeful. I'm still pumped. I mean, like, if I'm thinking it through, uh, in 2017, I was at Game 1 against the Sharks. They lost. It all turned out fine. But again, there's a lot more pressure because it's a short series. Mm-hmm. It's a five-game series, and you gave me a stat before we started recording here that was not great. Yeah, it was uh, when the NHL was doing their best of five series, which they haven't done for a while. Teams that go down two nothing are one and fifty five. So uh, one for fifty six if you go down two nothing in the series. Granted, it's a different NHL nowadays, but that is not a very encouraging stat. No, so it just it just shows like the Oilers have to be prepared to play today. They yeah. were not on Saturday. They just weren't from the crease on out. Outside of the power play, what there was not much to really look at as a positive on Saturday night. I think that was disappointing. But again, I'm hopeful that tonight in Game Two, we're not going to see the same thing. I just, I just can't believe that the Oilers are going to be that flat again. I wrote about this a little bit on the site, and as I was searching for reasons to be optimistic last night, in, in a way, like the goaltending was not good enough for the Oilers. Their offense was not good enough at five on five. Their defense was shaky at best. Ton of coverage issues. All of those things went wrong. Their penalty kill was sloppy. They weren't disciplined. Uh, How many more can I rattle off here? But all those things go wrong, and they lose by two. And I mean, if James Neal scores on that shot with two and a half minutes left, I think that game suddenly gets even more interesting. But they only lost by two. If they correct one, two, three of those five issues I just named, I think they'll be fine tonight. Well, and I think, too, like... Honestly, I had the vibe in the third period. Like, I know this is all land of make believe, but like, mm-hmm. if there was an extra five minutes on the game, I do. I truly believe they would have completed the comeback and at least tied it. I just they looked so flat in the first. What I mean, McDavid scored early. That was great, um, but they looked flat for what the first forty-five minutes. Yeah, and then the last kind of fifteen, they turned it on and looked more like what they needed to do. So, mm-hmm. if they can play like they did at the tail end of the third period let's say the last 15 minutes of the third period they're going to be fine they're going to be fine and i also like that Tippett switched it up today he's going out with nico koskinen for game two i do think i agree with you i do think that i mean obviously hindsight 
but I would have liked to see him pull Smith probably sooner than he did because by the time he came out after that fifth goal, the, the game was over. It should have been Koskinen to start like the second, right? Like, even That's if he didn't want to pull too. them in the middle of the period and wanted to see if his team could wake up, they hadn't woken up by the end of the first 20 minutes, and I think you should have gone with Miko to start. They made it 4-2, and then you're right. By the time that fifth goal goes in and it's 5-2, it's just... It's insurmountable at that point. Like to score, to ask yourself, and I know the Oilers are dynamic and hell, they almost did it. But again, they almost did it. They didn't do it. And I think asking a team to score three, four goals in the final 30 minutes of a game is a tough thing to do, especially when the other team's basically just in lockdown mode. So I'm happy that they're going with Koskinen tonight. Um, and it'll be his first career playoff stat or playoff start. Um, but when you look over to his career in Russia, he has, I talked about this on my pregame podcast, which is up now. He has some amazing, amazing numbers in the KHL in uh, in the playoffs. I'm pulling them up right now. He started or he played 77 games in the KHL playoffs, and in that time, he has a 164 goals against average and a 938 save percentage. So, again, it's not quite the same thing, but there's also a part of me that goes right now. They're playing in empty arenas. It's not the same as the normal NHL playoffs, and I think the pressure he's facing, like. He faced pressure in the KHL. He cared about those games. Those were big games. Like, maybe he is kind of a big game goalie, and we're about to find out that he can do it at the NHL level as well. I, I, I mean, I certainly hope so. The, yeah. Like, that's what else can you say, right? It's We need Koskinen to come up big tonight. We need him to be solid. We need him to provide the kind of goaltending that he did in relief on Saturday and in his 30 minutes and change in the exhibition game against Calgary. If he plays that way and the Oilers can tighten up a little bit, then we're in good shape. And I feel good about game two. Yeah. And again, the five on five scoring has to be better. Uh, Tippett this morning, like you said, confirms that Koskinen is starting. No word yet on the forward lines because, again, media aren't allowed to watch the practices. So if Tippett doesn't tell them what's going on, no one really knows what's going on. But Ryan Rashog floated out. A, uh, a couple of interesting ideas or a couple of interesting things that might happen with the lineup. The first one he had was uh, could potentially see Nugent Hopkins go back to the dry saddle Yamamoto line and Ennis go up to the top line. The tough part here is if you're Dave Tippett, do you change up the lines because they didn't work in game one? Or do you say, you know what? I just have to, I had to give him that 60 minutes to get comfortable and get going. I want to stick with it. What would you do? Would you put Nuge back on that line? Well, I mean, yes, I would, because the reality was from New Year's onward, Nuge, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto was the hottest line in hockey. So I, I get why he wants to spread the offense out a little bit. I get why he wants somebody with a little bit that can finish on Connor McDavid's wing as well as Cassian. But I have a really hard time understanding why you would want to break up a line that was just lethal for months. And those three guys seem to work so well together that I, I just, I mean, I hope Rashog's right, to be honest. Yeah. What do you too. think? Yeah, I, I think you do kind of need to go back to that line. It worked for so long. And I know the last couple of games of the season, they didn't have that trio together, but you need a spark and go back to what you know works. So as much as it sucks that you're kind of weakening the line, uh, like weakening McDavid's line by taking Nuge off it. I think that might even be a little bit of a wake-up call. The other line change that he floated out was potentially Cassian and Archibald swapping. And Cassian's the type of player who he needs a wake-up call from time to time, and he usually responds to it as well. I wonder if we'll see Tippett take Cassian off that line for 20 minutes and then put him right back out there. 
Um, I was wondering if we were going to get this, oh, Tyler. We shit. got a little pop in mid podcast. There we go. Hey, what's going on, boys? Oh, just talking about uh, the Oilers' disappointing loss. What's going on with you? I'm equally disappointed, but uh, supremely excited for what's about to go down tonight. We uh, we just finished talking about the goaltending, Miko Koskinen and getting the start tonight. We're talking about the forward lines right now. Uh, Rashog floated out the idea of potentially putting back Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto, and Dreisaitl as a trio. He also floated out the idea of taking Cassian off the top line in favor of Josh Archibald. Uh, what's your take on that, Jay? You know what? I think bringing back uh, the the Yam Dry Nugent line is a great idea. Uh, Archibald, uh, I'm I don't mind. I don't mind giving him a shot because that guy plays playoff hockey like 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 Cassian should. So I don't mixing that up and giving him a shot either because he can also match with uh, with McDavid because uh, our boy can move. The one line I was actually surprisingly impressed with again. I liked them in the exhibition game and I liked them in game one. Was the Neil Chase on Caroline? Like I think Neil and Kara both played really really solid games against Chicago, and it's not a trio that needs to score you a goal. But they go and they went some. They put some pressure on the Hawks' defense, and I thought they did a lot of positive things on the ice. And there wasn't a lot of negative necessarily for a fourth line. I thought they had a good game there. Maybe, maybe we. You look at James Neal, who had his boots going in Game One. Maybe he should get a look up there. I I don't mind that either. He definitely like you could tell. He, he was clearly injured this year because I have not seen him move his feet like he did in that game uh, all year. So. I think uh, he's also a valid uh, a valid choice for sure, and he's heavy, right? Yeah. He plays heavy hockey. Uh, you know, he's 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 built for playoffs. So, you know, this is a guy that could uh, get some success. So, I think uh, it's worth giving him a shot too. Well, and also, if we're gonna if we're gonna look at James Neal going up there, um, this is a guy that's played a lot of playoff hockey as well. In terms of looking at him compared to the rest of the lineup. So I have no problem with that. This will be his 106th playoff game. He's got 56 total points, 32 goals, 24 assists. So I, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, the guy, he seems to crank it up in the in the postseason, and we'll see what happens because if you look at uh, his time in Pittsburgh and Nashville and Vegas, he was a contributor all through, with all those teams. So uh, we need everybody to be chipping in here is the reality. And James Neal scored a goal in first in the game in game one. Obviously, a little bit too little, too late. But I, I also agree with Tyler that I didn't mind that line at all. Before we keep moving on on the podcast, need to let you know that, as always, we're sponsored by Jappa Machinery. 815s, Packers, Asphalt Rollers, Excavators, and more, all available. JappaMachinery.com. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, the 50-50 got a lot of the story or, or a lot of headlines, sort of. It was getting so busy that the system was crashing and some people were saying they were charged <laughs> twice, whatever. It was basically Oilers fans responded the exact way you thought they'd respond to being able to buy 50-50 tickets from home. Did you guys buy your tickets? Oh, you know I, I couldn't. What? I tried. All of us tried. We're, 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 I'm on a uh, cabin and we all tried to buy and the when it's like submit order button, like it, it, w- it would never populate. It was always grayed out, and you couldn't push it to get the order in. So none of us could get our fifty-fifty tickets. Damn. Yeah, it, it, it crashed a couple times. Think? Well, I'm in Alberta. My location oh. settings were on. Everything was legit. Yeah, I know. So that's uh, that was disappointing. So like that, and this goes back to like you know I think it had a chance to go over a million bucks was was, was my vote, and 
the system's failing me here. You, you gotta, you can't disrupt the flow of fifty-fifty commerce because uh, oil country <laughs> will come flowing in. So, like, let's figure, let's get the bugs, let's get the dev team on the case, sort out that problem, and let's uh, let's see where we can push this sucker. Do you guys want to take a stab at what the pot's already at for today? Uh, I mean, thirty grand. Yeah, if it opened at 9.30 again, I'm going to guess. And it's holiday Monday as well, so most people are home. I'm going to go ahead and say we're already pushing 200K. Yeah, we're at 291K right now. So you might want <laughs> to get Let's your go. tickets purchased before uh, before the system just turns around and crashes on us once again. Speaking of, oh, yeah, go. Speaking of turnarounding and crashing, uh, I, I got to bring up this take that has since been deleted off Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it. It came from Adrian Dater. You deleted it? He deleted oh, it. Fuck. So his tweet says, "While well, the screenshots live forever, um, yeah. regretting my Oilers pick over Chicago. Connor McDavid is a brilliant talent, but a personality deficient guy. I think his blandness rubs off too much on his teammates. Happy to hear opinions on the contrary, but fact is, he doesn't inspire others. Oh God! In terms of scorching hot takes, I don't know. Like, there's, I mean." Is there one hotter than that? That is such a it's such a reach. Like uh, between that guy and Wild, I don't know who's fucking stupider. Yeah, to say that he doesn't inspire others, and I'm assuming that Adrian yeah. Dater has spent a total of very little, if not zero, time around Connor outside of what he sees in the media. So, like, I, I. Honestly, when I saw this, because it got retweeted into my timeline a bunch of times, I, I laughed out loud. It was hilarious. Well, especially so because silly. hockey culture loves pumping up guys like Crosby and Taves as being like these stoic, serious characters that only care about winning. But when McDavid's like yeah. that, it's like, wow, fuck these Oilers, man. They're in trouble. That's not my captain. NHL fandom just can't let, like, they just can't be at peace that Edmonton has nice things. And, uh, they just they always have to find some stupid take. What I found interesting is was an oiler for about three seconds, Chris Weidman jumping in to uh, to Connor's defense saying kind of what yeah. kind of leader he is and how he is an inspiration. Yeah, so Chris Weidman, here's the tweet. He quote tweeted Dater in all caps and said, Wrong! 97 is legit on and off the ice. My short time in Edmonton, I couldn't believe some of the things I saw. From playing 28 minutes as a forward and first one in the gym post game." to requesting to be served his meal last on post-game flights because he was scratched. True leader. He doesn't need to justify his passion and personality through the media. He does it in the room as it should be done. So you got Dater, a guy who has probably never really <laughs> talked one-on-one with Connor McDavid or you know been around him very often. And then you have a guy in Chris Weidman who played on the Oilers with Connor McDavid as his captain, jumping to his defense. So I think the idea that McDa- McDavid makes the Oilers players board or something like the whole idea and he deleted it because of course he did he's a hack and he deletes it and doesn't even <laughs> offer up like a oh here's what i really went here's my he just deleted it because he's scared he like, lit he, up yeah he got lit up he got ratioed and he ran away from the problem instead of being like hmm let me explain myself a little bit more because the take was so fucking bad he probably couldn't explain himself anymore we need to come up with some kind of hot take award because i just i can't think of something just so dumb as what he tweeted out after game one. Like I didn't see Connor's post game uh, interview. I myself was burying myself in booze because I was angry. Um, 
but I imagine Connor was just as pissed off as the rest of us. And when he is mad, he doesn't really give all that long answers. No. So to me, that shows all the personality you need. I don't want Connor to be chatty after a loss. I want him to be mad. And I'm going to go, I would bet the farm, which is now my thing, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I would bet the farm that Connor was just as mad as everyone would expect him to be. I, I think tonight we're going to see a very pissed off Connor McDavid. I think it, he's just going to be dialed in and he's laser focused and he's going to be angry. And I, you know what? If I'm the Blackhawks, I don't want angry Connor. No. I, I just can't imagine angry Connor being good news for them. And I hope Leon's also angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two, if they're pissed off, and let's say that they do re- reunite New Dramoto, then, you know, I-, I got good feelings about tonight. I really do. And you know what? I even put my money where my mouth is on it, Tyler, because I'm a degenerate these yes. days. So if you missed it, after uh, Friday's episode of Oilers Nation Radio, or while we were recording, Bag Milk decided he is in on the sports betting game. So we got him all hooked up. Yes, Jay, thank you for showing the camera to uh, your friends. You got friends. He's bragging about his friends. I've got friends. I um, love the, the how Bagnell's turning into a degenerate gambler. So Bagnell, oh, take us through uh, take us through your first sort of weekend of uh, live sports betting. You know what? I did okay. I honestly, I did okay. Um, I bet on Leon Drysaddle to go over two and a half shots. I won that one. I bet uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins would score a goal. I won that one. Right I bet at the Panarin end too. would. Right at the end. Because it was funny because I had tweeted at you that I had lost that bet. And then he scored two seconds later. Um, I bet on Panarin getting over two and a half shots, so I won on that one. The only one I lost on opening day was I bet the Oilers to win in regulation. I, that was the only one I lost, too, when it comes to the Oilers game. I had the Oilers in reg, and then I also had uh, bomb to get a point, which is, again, tonight, my pregame podcast, Better the Game. Go check out the pregame pod. It's up on the site. Um, I also had dry saddle over shots, and then yeah, I missed on Oilers and Reg. I uh, I made a cheeky bet yesterday. My buddy texted me, uh, and he's like, "We've got a formal win the kit and put a, a sizable bet uh, on Columbus to beat the Leafs in the series." So I had a lot of <laughs> I got a lot of meat and potatoes on the Columbus Blue Jackets because I believe they'll just manhandle the uh, the Maple Leafs. So well, far, so good. That kind of ties into my next topic here. We've gotten a chance to see every series now go through at least one game. Uh, I loved, I'm, I've always been a backer of the Columbus Blue Jackets, so I loved watching them just stifle the Leafs. And I think the Jackets are a team that deserves way more respect than they get. They have so many underrated players. Like Cam Atkinson scored 40 goals last year, and no one talked about it. Seth Jones should be a Norris candidate or right up there every season. So I liked watching that one. Uh, what series kind of grabbed your guys' attention? I'm vibing. I am well. Yeah, I'm vibing the Carolina Rangers series. Like it, yeah. there's a lot. It, it is heated, and Carolina is. I, I just hate I hate these words coming out of my mouth, but they are a fucking hot pistol right now. I had. Um, that's why. That's why I also bet on them to win the Stanley Cup at forty-five to one. Thank you. Oh wow! Um, look at you throwing some money around, Jay. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's a silly season because it doesn't feel real right now. So, even, like, the fact that sports is back doesn't feel real. And so, the fact that I'm, you know, taxing my credit card to bet doesn't feel real right now. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so weird right now. I'm just betting on pure, like, I'm just out of operating on a pure emotion in elation right now. So, it's going to cost me a lot of money. 
to me, I uh, I had a good time watching the Jets and Flames, to be honest. Those, like with everything with the Kachuk and Shifley, that series is going to be angry. And it was fun. I got to say it was fun. I didn't like the result. Uh, I would prefer to see the Jets win this one over, the, over Calgary, but I think that series is going to be fun to watch. And I... Oh, also, if we're talking about Saturday bets, Tyler, I, I bet regulation that the Penguins would beat Montreal in regulation, and I lost. So it's like the thrill of the thrill of the victory and the crushing blow of defeat all in the same day. Like this betting shenanigans is gonna get me in a whole lot of trouble. As it can, as it can. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm. Uh, we're a couple. Of, well, a little inside the podcast here. As we're recording this, I got my two TV set up. So I got the one on the Raptors-Miami game, which I'm betting on. Got Raptors minus three. And the Jets-Flames game is just about to get going here. Uh, Jay, I don't know if you saw this, but the Hurricanes won again today against the Rangers. So a 4-1 victory for them. Playoff hat-trick for Andrei Svechnikov as well. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone had Andrei Svechnikov in our playoff hockey pool or our podcast hockey pool. I have those standings up in front of me right now. Jay, what's your team name? Are Jay, are you there? No, I'm here. Okay, what's your team name in what's the my... pool? Oh, well, full disclosure, I don't remember because I was feeling the pressure and I was at the lake and I had a few pops, so I can't remember what I put in there. <laughs> are you but Irish buttercream? Am, am I not? Oh, I'm Irish butter. Yeah, are you? Yeah. You're am tied for second. You're four points back of Mick Yamsidel, who is... Uh, I don't know who they are, but uh, right behind him is... Uh, Jordan Buhat, he's also tied for second with you, friend of the podcast. Oh, Rick's in first. Rick is Mick Yamsidel. So Rick's leading oh. the pack. Got Jordan oh, Buhat in second. Third, tied for second. We got Buhat, Chris Seger from Stryker, Jay Downton, Nation Dan, and uh, Wanye. So that's a packed leaderboard. And then you go all the way down to the bottom, and I'm in dead last. Tied for 27th, and Bag Milk is just a couple spots ahead of me as well. So uh, me and me and Bag Milk got quite a ways to go. Chalmers is in the middle of the pack, tied for 15th. Well, I got to tell you, uh, having the Bruins lose as badly as they did yeah. yesterday did not help my playoff pool. Oh, there's so many upsets going on, but uh, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that Pittsburgh Montreal uh, game tonight is going to be a doozy as well because uh, uh, Jay, you missed this stat off the top. Teams that go down two nothing in a series in a best of five series in the NHL are just one in fifty five all time. Oh really? Uh So there's some pressure facing these five seeds today. Well, I can lock of the week. Oilers are pump the Blackhawks tonight, and if if you want to parlay that with a uh, Pittsburgh Penguins victory, I kind of do. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's uh, easy money. Yeah, I might. I also have. Thank you, Watcher. I've got some money on Oilers winning in regulation tonight as well. And I also have money on them winning the first period. So I feel like I've also got easy money coming to me tonight. I was uh, chatting with Scott Hastings, who's going to be our Odd Shark insider. He's not doing the show today because it's a holiday Monday, but next Monday he's going to be back. And he wanted me to let you guys know that he's pushing for the Oilers to even up the series tonight. Hell yeah. He's a good man. Uh, I'm, I've got I've to drop out of here, guys, because I'm right. in northern Alberta and I'm hitting a dead spot, but Let's go Oilers. I miss you guys. We need it. We need to bring the win. Everyone do whatever they need to do to get the Oilers to win. I know you do whatever. I know deep down inside your check you're superstitious and you don't want to admit it. So just do do whatever your fucking dark magic shit is to do <laughs> to get the Oilers to win. Make some money tonight. 
and let's celebrate and let's get this back on the rails because we have to go deep. There you go. Agreed. A great way for Jay Downton to dip out of the podcast here by firing up Oilers fans. (laughs) Later. Uh, Should remind you, the podcast brought to you by Jappa, also brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Didn't get a chance to ask Jay for a charity update, but we'll get that again on Thursday because we do this podcast twice a week now. Oilers and Hawks tonight at 8.30. You got a score prediction bag, Milk. What do you th- what do you think is going to happen here? Like it's easy to say and be like, ah, the Oilers are going to pump them. I think we could see. I w- I wouldn't be surprised if it's five two Oilers. I'm going to go with just. I'm going to go a little bit more reserved on that, just in terms of output. I'm going to say three one. I think Miko comes up big tonight. I think he. I think Miko Koskinen tonight has the opportunity to really grab the net for the Oilers in the playoffs, and I don't think he's going to let the opportunity pass. So I've got big hopes on Miko. I just I want to see like a new level of McDavid. I want to see a playoff caliber Connor McDavid just dialed in, angry, getting real fired up. How how fired up would you be if we saw a Connor McDavid goal rip down the ice and then you get the big celly in front of the Hawks bench? Whew. Oh, I, and I need it. I need it after Monday. I just I think that Connor's got the opportunity to do it. I believe I truly believe he's going to be really pissed off about how Saturday went, and that is going to bother him. And that is going to turn him into Super Connor, which is obviously a problem for the Chicago Blackhawks. So I, I would love your prediction of five two to come through. Um, I think they have an opportunity to do it. And like you said, with those that stat, the one in fifty five mm-hmm. or whatever it was, they have to do it. There's no other option. This is a must win hockey game. Absolutely. Uh, you teased a couple of your bets to Jay. I wouldn't mind me and you just giving a few of ours out right now. Get in with the listeners a little bit here. Uh, me and you cheering together for the same bet. So what were you, what did you say you were doing here? For the Oilers game? Uh, so far, and I'm looking around now, I might, I might put some other bets down, <laughs> to be honest, because like I said, I'm turning into a degenerate. But so far, I've got the Oilers to win the first period. Okay. And and that's at plus 155. Ooh. And but it can't I, be a tie, I'll, so that's not first period money line, that's first period three-way. So plus 155, all right. Yep. And then I've also got Oilers in regulation at plus 125. And then so, I also have Oscar Clefbaum to get a point at plus 105 and Connor McDavid to get more than one and a half points at plus 110. So those are the four I'm rolling with. I uh, I feel like you're, I feel like we're going to make some money tonight, pal. Yeah, I like our chances here. Um, I also I really might like, go... You know what, actually, you know what, I, like, if I go full degenerate, I got to tell you, these, uh, go, like, the final score predictions... Oh, man. If you hit one of those, yeah, it's ridiculous. One of my so like if I if Sorry, I go. turn full degen here at some point, like I just feel like I'm gonna be start dipping into those. You can also do first period correct score, and I've actually won some money on that. I'll usually just go so like instead of the Oilers being up after the first, which pays uh, plus one fifty five, I'll go and put like half a unit on them to be up one nothing, a bit on them to for it to be tied zero zero, and a bit on it to be two nothing, and you almost like cover all of your bases in that way it's uh man this is a problem this is yeah. like you open pandora's box uh, here and i don't know like the last bet i wanted I to share with happen. the listeners last game these two teams combined for a total of 71 shots on net the over under for combined shots on net is 61 and a half so i think i'm adding that into my book as well yeah like, what did, what did it finish off at there was 42 for the blackhawks yeah 71 for the so, so they crushed there was plenty so I wouldn't be surprised. And you're, so if you're going to the over? Yeah, I'm going to take the over on that as well. So those are my five. I like the first or the first period bet there. Oilers in regulation as well, and then Clefbaum over half a point. McDavid over a point and a half. Shot total over as well. Bang! There you go. 
you know, I'm doing shot total over too. I like that. All right. That's good. All right. I'm full DJ. We're dialed in. We're dialed in. I love too. I've had listeners of the podcast, like DMing me and stuff being like, Oh man, I'm watching the end of like this game. I'm so dialed in right now. I got this bet, this bet, and this bet. People like when I tweet out my bets of the game as well. So it's all good. It's bringing us together, which is nice. And you know what? It's it's fun. Like as long like as you're not saying, giving yourself like crippling debt from this, like bet what you can afford. If your unit's $5, your unit's $5. If your unit's 20, it's whatever. Some guy DM me. was like, I'm putting a thousand bucks on a series. What should I do? And I was like, please don't ask me for advice on that because I don't want the guilt associated with being wrong and costing you a thousand dollars. Yeah. So like, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say, just because you brought that up, like I'm only putting four or five dollars on these bets at a time. It's not like I'm putting major smoke on them because yeah. I want to have fun with this. I'm you don't want a good it all time. to be gone it, in a day. Yeah, and you know what? It creates like a little bit of a, it, it, a different feeling as you're watching mm. the game. So, you know, a couple dollars here and there, it's it's fine. But like like Tyler said, if you're betting a thousand dollars on a series, please don't do that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, we said we'd I mean, only go 30 yeah. minutes, so that's kind of going to do it. Uh, the last thing I actually wanted to touch on, the NHL released a statement today on their COVID uh, testing protocols and updates. They had administered over 7,000 tests in the first week of its Phase 4 return to play. Zero positive tests came back. Um, that includes everything from the players, the staff, the NHL officials, the NHL employees, all of that stuff. They said that... Uh, in the first week of its phase four return to play with no positive test results for COVID-19 among the 7,013 tests administered. So that is great news. Um, maybe again, this was one of those weeks you had circled as one where you'd be nervous there might be an outbreak. There is certainly not going to be one. I feel pretty safe in saying that now. That's fantastic. You know what? I just, I gotta, I'm just, after all of this time and waiting and watching how COVID has spread and is so easily spread and sports trying to come back, the fact that the NHL has been able to pull this off, yeah. you know, we're, we're through the first weekend of the playoffs. All the teams are locked in the two separate bubbles and to have zero positive results coming back. That's great news, man. Mm -hmm. That is great news. It's so, it's so, it makes me so happy to see that, it's, first of all, it's easy to say, okay, everybody's got to wear a mask and you're all going to be in the bubble and blah, 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 blah. But the players and the officials and the staff, they all need to buy into it as well. And the fact that the NHL players have, and I, again, I just think of what's going on in baseball and looking at uh, the NFL seemingly not having much of a better plan than baseball. It's just, it, it just makes me happy that hockey, everybody's coming together to get this done. And no drama, right? Like in the NBA, we have guys leaving the bubble. The MLBs had the issue with apparently some Cardinals players were at a casino the night before there was the outbreak on their team. We've had not a single story leak out of the NHL bubble experience being, you know, negative. Someone being upset. There being, you know, players trying to sneak out. Anything like that. It's been drama free. This whole process of them returning to play has. So we've given them a ton of credit already, but I want to give them more. The NHL and the NHLPA. Thank you for putting all your differences aside, getting that CBA extension done, and giving us hockey back safely. It it, it just feels good, man. It feels does. good to watch hockey again. Um, bandless crowd, whatever. Who cares? Chris Cuthbert on the call. Beauty. Loving Chris Cuthbert on the call. Yep. And uh, it just makes me happy. I can't wait. I mean, it's 1245 as we're wrapping mm -hmm. up the podcast here. And I can't wait for 830. Me too. 8.30 night, Oilers and Hawks. Is there going to be a uh, Brumcast after the Oilers win? You know it, buddy. There you go. You know so it. tune into the official Oilers Nation Instagram account as well. 
and we'll get into uh, maybe a little bit of brum after an Oilers victory. Real Life Podcast brought to you by Jappa. Check them out, jappamachinery.com. We know Jappa is going to be dialed in for the Oilers game tonight as well. We know oh, all you will. So enjoy it. Hopefully we get an Oilers win. Hopefully when we talk on Thursday. I mean, we on Thursday, we could be sitting there chatting about uh, uh, potentially the Oilers being up 2-1. What a feeling that would be. That's going to do it. Starts, with, a, one, starts with one, buddy. Starts with starts one. Tonight. tonight is that night. Episode 201 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.